Welcome everybody to Sunday at Sorrel Bible Church. Uh, it's wonderful to have you at this gathering. Uh, we are nearing uh, towards a point where we will be opening up and having physical gatherings and uh, I'm very excited to have two people to, here to join me on the panel, which is Joe McMorty. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Excellent. You're uh, preaching for us today. I am. I sure 1 John 4? Yep. Excellent. Can't wait for that. And uh, Karen as Hello. well. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Excellent. Now, you guys are both involved in our Yarrawarra gathering, and Jai, you're also involved in our Cronulla gathering. Mm -hmm. um, what uh, has been happening with those guys? You've been meeting together to discuss um, coming back when we do come back. Yeah, well, we've had a couple of gathering uh, team, sort of core team meetings to start thinking about what we need to do to get ready, mm. what state our teams are in. Yeah, so it's been a really mm. positive, exciting Thing to be starting to plan for. It's an exciting thing to be coming back, right? Oh, 100%. I think, um, I think everyone's excited to be back, but also to uh, to do that in a way that's both safe and includes everybody. And I think uh, that's what we've been talking about and all of our teams, uh, the people we've been talking to, are really excited about that idea as well. Um, I think everyone is a little bit kind of not sure on what things are going to look like and I think that's totally fair. And so, yeah, so we've had some, you know, productive mm. conversations and we look forward to more of those over the coming weeks. Exactly. Well, I'm excited to have you guys on the panel today. Uh, and Stu, in regards to those uh, meetings and coming back, he's going to have an announcement for everyone right now. So we're going to throw to that. Hello everyone, it's great to be with you today and I'm really happy to announce that this week our leadership teams met again and our wardens have listened to the feedback from all our leadership team meetings and the survey and the planning day that we've had and they've decided that we're going to start our public gatherings starting the week of the 3rd of December. So the 3rd, the 4th and the 5th of December are going to be when we start our public gatherings again and we're going to be able to do that without masks with singing, we're going to be able to have meals and we're also going to be able to have two square metre rule and we're actually going to be able to uh, do that after the 3rd of December. So on the 3rd, the 4th and the 5th we'll have our, our first public gatherings and that will be the same weekend where our youth and children's ministry start back up face to face as well. On that weekend we're going to be still having our Soul Revival Digital for those who can't or are not ready yet to come back to public gatherings. And so be assured that we'll still have the digital gathering for that. Uh, as you know, we decided that we'd wait uh, and not meet together at the 70%. Uh, we've decided uh, basically that at the 80%, there's still too many restrictions around gathering and also that we need more time to get our service teams ready to be ready to come back together safely and so that everyone can come back together. So we're really excited about this. All the details of this decision are in the newsletter and so I encourage you to read this weekend's newsletter. The other thing that's in the newsletter is that while we're waiting for our public gatherings to go back till uh, the 3rd of December, we are going to start meeting with our gather uh, community groups rather next week. And so we're encouraging our community groups that if you would like to get back together, uh, you can do that. Um, the restriction around that initially is going to be that only double vax people can attend our community groups but we are going to ask each of the community groups to have a zoom link for people who uh, are not uh, yet or not going to be uh, getting double vaxxed so that also people who are not 
ready to come back even if they are double vax we've got that zoom option so that everybody can be included so that's also a great announcement that's in the newsletter there's some more details about the kids and youth returning and all as always lots of updates about our digital uh, also want to encourage you that coming up is our shock absorber conference and you've probably already heard about that uh, a few people have been asking me what's the shock absorber all about and i've been saying that it's basically helping us as a church to work out how we get uh, a space where young people and adults can come together to talk about faith and life together and work on the church together so the shock absorber conference is going to be about us talking together about how we can keep growing that approach at our church also next week i'm really excited that we're going to be having a berea deep dive which is uh, berea is our training uh, arm at sorrow revival church and we're going to be looking at one particular bible study from the john se- one john series and we're going to be looking at what does it look like to live in love and that'll be next wednesday and of course the details for that and everything else is on the pulse and also in your newsletter so uh yeah if you have any questions please feel free to get back to me, particularly about uh, return to gatherings. But uh, we'll be giving you some more details next week about some of the details of what it's going to look like to come back to gatherings. Our service teams will be meeting next week to discuss how to get all 10 service areas ready for meeting. And we're also going to be sharing with you how uh, we're going to be able to uh, start getting our factory at Kiroi ready and also our other venues ready for reopening. And the other good news, just to finish on, is that we're also going to be able to have a wedding that's been slated since the beginning of the year in November. So that's that's very exciting for the couple as they were a bit unsure if they were able to get married in November. So that and any more information, as I already said, please feel free to get in touch with me and uh, any of our wardens or your pastor from your gathering. And uh, let's start praying for and getting excited about seeing each other face to face soon. One way. Hello everybody. Let's spend some time praying to our great God. Let's pray. As your words remind us this morning, Lord, this is how God has shown his love amongst us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Gracious God, we humbly thank you for all your gifts you so freely have given us, for life and health and safety, for power to work, leisure to rest, and for all that's beautiful in creation and human life. But above all, Lord, we praise you for our Saviour, Jesus Christ, for his death and resurrection, for the gift of your Spirit, and for the hope of sharing in your glory. Fill our hearts, Lord, with all joy and peace in believing. Lord, we thank you for the easing of restrictions and the reduction of COVID cases in our state. However, remember that the COVID-19 is still spreading across the globe. And so we ask in your mercy that you would stop this plague and restore harmony and health to all nations. Lord, we thank you for those who have dedicated their lives to serving our community, for health workers, for doctors, nurses, and especially those who labour in laboratories, developing and testing and producing vaccines for the coronavirus and other diseases. Lord, we pray you would give them wisdom, skill and patience in their work and by your grace, give them success in all that they do. 
Lord, we do thank you so much that we can look forward to physically gathering again soon. And so we pray for our teams as they work together to get ready to return to gatherings. Lord, we do pray for patience, for wisdom and for grace as we consider the needs of our people in our community and we plan safe ways for us to all meet together. We pray too for our service teams that they will be preparing and that you will be able to fill areas of need where it's needed. Lord, we do pray for those that are sick and struggling. Lord, we thank you for our loving and supporting community. We pray that you would help us to be able to reach out and check in on each other and support our brothers and sisters in need. For those that are unwell or facing difficult circumstances, Lord, we do pray that they would know your presence and your comfort uh, in this time. Lord, lastly, we do also pray for the Shock Absorber Conference coming up. We do pray for the team as they pull together all the details of the conference and we do pray that there will be a great time of encouragement and learning uh, as we gather together and learn about our intergenerational model of church. And we do pray, Lord, that you would bless that in Jesus' name. And all this ask we ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus our Saviour. Amen. guests here it's great we've got mercy hey mercy hi, hi. hi Lana. hi how you going mate um good yeah good that's good uh how how's volleyball going um french season just started oh yeah how's that going oh uh, competitive yep ours have started well <laughs> um yeah haven't been able to play much tell them about your team um i like the house in the french volleyball team go in the comp um starting strong i'm good plateauing a bit yeah good injuries yeah that, that, that happens with sport mm. uh, um and we are joined by your brother lionel lionel's back hello 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 hello, hello. we've got both the brothers here which is fantastic yep how you going lionel where you been i'm good i've been doing things like recording a new song and nothing else. Because I'm a bit sad and bored and lonely. Oh, well, that's kind of a bummer. Yep. How, ca- how come you're, you're sad and lonely? I miss my friends. Oh, yeah. That's fair enough. Well, we have some really exciting news, as I'm sure most of you are aware. What is it? Well, for those of you wait. who are school age. You guys are going back to school in the next couple of weeks. Yay! Ooh, I've already finished school. You've already finished school? Yeah. Oh, nice. We, we, maybe, maybe you can, like, give some words of encouragement to our crew that are going back to school. Um, play handball every day. That, that's some good encouragement right there. Um, Messi and I have been practising. Practising handball? Yep. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> We're very good. He's a good teacher. Oh, that's some nice brotherly love. 
We need to get an actual handball in here, though, to Whoa. see who, who's the best. He is. Nice. Scores I use my head. Whoa. He's very good at using his head. Whoa. He gets a head in life. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, you guys are going back to school, which is super exciting. Um, but, you know, some of your mates or even some of you guys might be a little bit worried as well, which is totally cool. Um, one of the things we're looking at in God's Word at the moment in uh, 1 John chapter 4 uh, is loving each other. So if we look at uh, chapter 4 verses 10 and 11, um, they read, Real love isn't our love for God, but His love for us. God sent His Son to be the sacrifice by which our sins are forgiven. Dear friends, since God loved us this much, we must love each other. So God, thousands of years before we or our parents or grandparents or anyone like that were even considered being born, God loved us so much that he sent his son to be the sacrifice um, so that we can have a relationship with him, um, which is super awesome. Um, Very cool. Oh, yeah. And... (laughs) One of those things that God wants us to do with that is he wants us to love other people. Um, And puppets. Yes, and puppets. Yes, we we do love puppets. Um, So, yeah, with you guys going back to school, uh, Lionel and Messi, I'm going to throw to you guys. Do you guys have some suggestions for our crew heading back to school um, for how they can love their friends? Um, You can invite your friends to play handball, all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether they're good or not, yep. just have fun with them. Yeah, that's heaps a good idea. Thanks, Lionel. Messi? Um, you can uh, not get upset when you get homework to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. And that, that that's a good way to love your teachers as well because your teachers are just trying to help you learn things. They're great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really awesome way to love your teachers as well. Thanks, Messi. Um, no problem. Yeah, just be, yeah, one thing I can suggest is just really try and get um, get other people included. Make sure other people feel included um, with coming back because people are going to be really unsure with being around people um, when they haven't seen their friends for so long. So I really want to encourage you guys going back to school just to really look out for people. Um, if there's someone who looks like they're a bit on their own, maybe just go sit down with them and say, hey, how you going? And invite them to play handball. That's that's a really good one. And for those guys who aren't going back to school, um, hopefully you guys are still getting to see your friends soon as well. Um, and maybe some ways you can be loving them is just with like sharing around whatever toys or games you're playing with. Um, once again, just help people feel included. So yeah. We're going to throw to our Bible reading. So grab your Bibles out. Um, and yeah. throw them. Don't throw the Bible. Read oh. the Bible. Yeah. I thought you said throw the Bible. No, no, we're throwing to the Bible reading. What are we throwing to the Bible? We're, we're throwing the video to the Bible reading. Let's, let's cut. We should cut to the Bible reading. Let's. Uh, we're cutting the Bible. No, no, cutting to the Bible reading. So we're going to. Bible reading is going to come up. Where? On the screen? There or there? Well, uh, done here. Well, 
for the people oh, watching at home, it will come up on their screens. Or up there. Oh. For you, it, it could come up on the roof. You you could put the Bible up, there. up on the roof and read it from there. I can't reach. Like Star Wars. No, no, we could throw Star it up scroll. there. Like throw an image up there for you. Messi I mean, could jump there because he plays volleyball and jumps high. This is true. Anyways, the yeah. point is the Bible reading is going to happen now and it's going to come up on your screens. Uh, and if you want, grab a physical Bible uh, and have a read along. So, yeah. Don't throw it or cut it. Correct. Read it. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 21. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given this us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, great to have you back with us. And uh, it's time to have the sermon. So we're going to throw to Jai because he's going to... Preach from the Bible, <laughs> one yeah. John four. Anything you want to uh, give us a heads up for before we you get started? Uh, much of like, oh, much like most of uh, one John, it's about loving one another. Uh, so <laughs> we might as well just jump straight in. Fantastic, go for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, how about I pray first, though, before we jump in? Uh, dear gracious God, we thank you for your word and the opportunity we have now to uh, to dive into it. Father, we pray uh, that you would speak to us through your word and through your spirit to us, and uh, give us understanding and uh, and wisdom as we think through these things and we pray it all in jesus name amen amen well we're going to have a look at uh chapter four uh so if you've closed your bibles open them up again i'd love for you to follow along and uh and read along with us so let's uh, let's have a look and see right from the outset uh how god is love and let's have a look at verse seven and eight of chapter four where it says this dear friends let us love one another for love comes from god Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God because God is love. And it's a wonderful place for us to start today because what we see here is that love is from God. 
It's not uh, like a present that you give to a family member or to a friend, but it's something quite different. And I'll quote John Piper here where he says this. He says what, what John means here is that love is from God the way that heat is from fire or the way light is from the sun. Love belongs to God's nature. It's woven into who he is. It's part of what it means to be God. The sun gives light because it is light. And fire gives heat because it is heat. God loves because he is love. Love is part of who God is. And then we see what the nature of that love looks like when we go to the next couple of verses in verses 9 and 10, where it says this. It says, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. Then verse 10. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. See, the aim of that sending of his son, John says here, was to be, an, to be a propitiation for our sins. That's what makes the sending of the son to be an act of love. But what is propitiation? It's a tough word. I have sometimes saying it. <laughs> I can't even say saying it, let alone the word propitiation. Uh, but it means the word means to, to bear our punishment for sin, uh, to be the one who removes God's wrath from us. This is what Jesus does when he comes and dies on the cross for us and rises again. This is, this is a, a great uh, display, one of the greatest displays of God's love towards us. In fact, there was a uh, medieval monk that uh, once said that he was going to preach on the love of God one Sunday evening. He declared it to the village and invited the whole village along to the cathedral to hear this message. And as the, the suns began, the sun, not suns, just one, sun began to set and the shadows began to uh, increase and the light started to decrease through the cathedral windows, the congregation gathered and started to lull into a hush. And in the darkness of the altar, the monk grabbed a candle and lit that candle, walked over to the crucifix that was at the front of the church. And he lit or illuminated the crown of thorns. Next, he moved to the two wounded hands on either side and then to the wound from where the spear had entered the side of Jesus. In the hush that fell, he blew out the candle and walked out of the cathedral, basically saying, there is nothing more to say. If you don't know what the love of God looks like, it looked like our Saviour Jesus dying for us on the cross. And that's an amazing image. It's wonderful uh, sort of word picture going on there. It's a word picture, whatever it is, illustration, analogy. And that's what we find in uh, the beginning of this series when we looked at 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, where it says that Jesus laid down his life for us in love. It's not taken from him but he actually gives it up freely to take our punishment for us. It's not because we loved God that Jesus came or in some way that we deserved it, but we've earned that love from him. But God actually makes the first move to love us. This is what the love of God looks like. It's perfect love. It's free love. God is the source and the origin of love and all true love comes from him. This love is a love for God and a love for others. 
And so the call here in this chapter is for us to love God and to love one another because he first loved us. And I want to pause for a moment. I like to do this, and this is not what we would normally do when we're face-to-face, but I think it's a great just hearing the opinions of other people, just so you don't hear mine all the time. Um, but I, I just wondered, uh, Joel, Karen, uh, I don't know who's going to go first, but uh, do you remember the time when you first heard that God loves you before you even loved him? Yeah, well, thankfully, Joel, you gave us a bit of preempting about what we should think about um, trying to love you which is not what I yeah thank you <laughs> which is not, often not what I do to the guests is that I don't give them a chance to to think about it before I put them on the spot um, but I just think the thing that I was thinking about was when someone asked me how did I become a Christian I often um, started with I feel like I didn't become a Christian until I was in my teens but I think that uh, there was some like uh, I don't know what the right word is, but a, a feeling or a sensation that there's something more. Mm. And I think that possibly could be God saying, like, I, 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 me, without me knowing it, it's God saying, I love you. You know what I mean? And I think, I think it was just in relation to things that happened in the world and things that I observed and even things that happened in my own life was that I was like, this doesn't feel like this is all there is. Mm. I feel like there was more. So I think, I think that's probably my answer. Mm. Karen, do you want to mm. share? Yeah, I'm not sure whether I remember a time when, like the first time, but there's a couple of really significant times that sort of stand out in my mind. One would be um, sort of, I became a Christian sort of year nine-ish at school, that sort of, and it was the time where there was a lot of pressure to start to, you know, go to pubs and things like that. And, I, you know, I was a good girl and didn't want to do the wrong thing to start with. But, um, but also I think I did feel this real sense of not actually really belonging well into that mm. group and I think yeah I when I started to go along to church and and had this overwhelming sense of um like belonging there um so mm. I think that was a bit of a sense of you know um the right place and loved for who I was not for trying to be something that I wasn't mm. um but I think the other really significant moment and it was later on I'd been a Christian for a while was um watching the passion of the Christ and just being so overwhelmed with this, the length, this, the, the breadth of um, Jesus' act on the cross mm. and how much it cost him. And that image has stayed with me from, from that time. Just that, you know, love in action, just, so, you know, there's no greater act than that. And, um, mm. yeah, that was really confronting and very, um, very impacting and very special, um, but very impacting at the same time. Mm. Just the, mm. the enormity of it is yeah. something so hard yeah. to comprehend. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and seeing because I saw it at the, at the movie at the theater, um, seeing the impact on the whole mm. group of people at mm. the same time was mm. yeah was very significant. Yeah, yeah, I, mm. I remember seeing you know big macho men coming out with yeah. tears yeah, in their face was, from that. It was yeah that, that was I, us. Yeah, as soon as you as soon as big you macho man. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> with a big macho man. <laughs> Shout out to Anthony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, um, but yeah, as soon as you mentioned yeah. that, like the memory of that yeah. came straight back. Yeah. It's yeah, it's quite significant. Mm. Um, it's, it's 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 good to be reminded of yeah. uh, how much uh, our God loves us and how much Jesus loves us, yeah. um, because that's supposed to that love is. Uh, you know, is supposed to flow out in our lives, which is what uh, verse 11 goes on to say, where it says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. See, because God is love and because love is part of God's nature, that nature becomes ours when we're born again. 
When we become children of God, it becomes part of who we are. We, we take on the nature of our God. His spirit dwells in us. His nature is in us. And so therefore, we are to love as our God loves. We are to love one another in the same way that fish uh, ought to swim in the water and birds ought to fly in the air and living creatures ought to breathe air, peaches ought to be sweet and lemons ought to be sour. I think it's, uh, you know, it's the reason why we are told that love is one of the fruits of the Spirit. One of the, the fruits that the Spirit produces in us because God's Spirit dwells in us and makes us more and more like our Heavenly Father, more and more like our Saviour, His Son, Jesus. So we, we produce fruit. We are to, to produce love towards one another. But I just want to pause for a moment because I'm also, uh, I've had conversations with people before that when we talk about loving one another, get really concerned because they don't feel like they do that all the time. They have times where it's difficult or hard and they beat themselves up about it. And so I just want to say that we're not going to love one another perfectly all the time. Now, to say that, I also want to say that it's not a, that's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. You just have to, don't worry about trying. Don't worry about, you know, trying to love anybody, you know, do whatever you like. No, no, no. We are to try to love one another. But I also want to acknowledge that we will not do it perfectly all the time. Not until we're in heaven and we are loving everyone equally perfectly for all eternity. And that would be a great day. But there will be times when we, we think we know what is best to love someone, but it may not actually be the right way. My, my kids uh, try to be helpful at home and they will do something without asking, which is great most of the time, but there are times when it's actually the wrong thing to be doing, even though it's a good thing, if that makes sense. Um, and so had they asked, what could I do to help? Then they would have been able to do the right thing to help. And sometimes that can be the same for us when we love one another. We can run off going, oh, I know this, will, this is what I need to do to love someone. But actually, if we just stopped and listened and, and asked, we would find that maybe this is the better thing to do. And so there'll be times where we will struggle with that um, because we are just constantly in that battle between uh, the flesh and the spirit, between the old ways and the new ways, uh, between what is right and what is wrong, what is helpful and what is not. And so it will be hard. But what we do know is that God's spirit is in us. And the love that we ought to have for one another is to be like that of the self-sacrifice of Jesus. Our love is to be one of self-sacrifice. To illustrate that, there's a story about a man by the name of William Gladstone who was announcing the death of Princess Alice in the House of Commons. And he told this story. The story is about the little daughter of Princess Alice who was seriously ill with a disease that was very infectious. And the doctors told Princess Alice not to kiss her little daughter because she would endanger her life by breathing the child's breath. She would catch this disease. Now, once the the child, one night, the child was struggling for breath and Princess Alice, her mother, forgetting herself entirely, took her little girl in her arms to keep her up from choking to death. Now, as her little daughter was rasping and struggling for life, the little girl whispered to her mum, Mama, kiss me. And without thinking of herself, Princess Alice, her mother, tenderly kissed her daughter and in that moment caught this disease and some, some days later passed away and is now with the Lord forever. What this tells us about this self-sacrifice in love 
is it's a love that forgets self. Real love knows no danger. Real love doesn't count the cost. Real love doesn't do a check and balance type thing to see what is going to happen. Real love doesn't look to see whether we will get love in return. Real love acts and is self-sacrificial. And there are many things that we can do for one another, very practical ways. And I want to ask these guys again, uh, whether they can think of some practical things we can do to love one another. Uh, while we're still not meeting physically, but also you know, as we come back, all those sorts of things. You guys, yeah. Karen, do you want to? Yeah, you go first, Karen. I'm going to um, start by plugging the Berea Deep Dive because we're going to be talking about some of that uh, this uh, next week um, on that. But, yeah, I think like what you were saying before, Jai, about, you know, sometimes we think we know how we can practically love one another, but we don't always get it right. Mm. Um, I think it's really helpful to ask, but also to to be close enough to someone to get to know them well enough to know the way that they receive love um, and the way they interpret it. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, some people love gifts, for example. Mm. It do- that doesn't make me feel loved necessarily to get a gift, but for someone to spend time with me, that does. Um, uh, you know, an undivided time where they're not checking their phone and doing other stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I think we can do heaps of things. We can spend time. We can just reach out, send a text. We can s- give a meal. Um, but... You know, again, sometimes a meal isn't always received as love because it's like, well, I, that's not actually what I need. Mm, <laughs> what mm. I really need is just someone to chat to for a minute. So, mm. yeah, I think um, we, yeah, we can show love in so many ways. But, yeah, just know the person. Think about something kind uh, that we can do. Just even even a text could mm. be a really practical way of showing that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Oops, <laughs> got to get the mask off. Thanks, Karen. Um, I was thinking about when you were saying, Joy, um, how your kids sometimes don't uh, trying to do something helpful, but it's not always the right timing. I was thinking of my little my little one year old Remy. She is at a point where she's realised that things need to be put away, and she sees it like so. My two older kids take the recycling out every morning, so she tries. They take the recycling out, and then she knows that they're doing the their morning jobs as they say, they just feed the chickens and take the recycling out. But now, like. They come back in from feeding the chickens and Remy goes back in and tries to get the recycling bucket <laughs> and takes it out to the front door. I'm like, oh, the kid, the two older kids have already done that. So that, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of, which is funny. But that, that's a, a point of being self-sacrificial, but um, mm. just maybe not at the right time. But mm. um, probably off the back of what you were saying, Karen, I thought it was like really, it's really important, especially at this time right now, is to... Um, is to, to love people by listening. Mm. And I think there's like a few contentious issues about whether we come back and, yeah. and other things like that. Yeah. And I think it's really, um, if we like practice what it says in James, to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Mm. And um, and I, I, I mean, I find uh, that's a, an enjoyable way of loving people is to find out how they're going and, and to talk about it and stuff like mm. that. And it's also because I prefer, I like when people do that to me, you know. Mm. But um, I think that's just off the back of what you were saying, mm. Karen, is that you, if... Coming or even being in lockdown, which is a very difficult thing, which I think we won't mm. count the cost into a long time. Is it's really important to be able to to be able to love people in that way. Even it was even was a relatively easy um, transition for them to be part of that for however many months we've been doing it, or when it was hard for people. I think that transformative love that we're talking about um, after seeing even the Passion of the Christ goes well. Like, if that's what Jesus has given up for us, mm. what can we give up in order to just, like, give it up our time or at least our ears to mm. be able to listen to people and ha- see how they're truly going? 
mm. and actually validate their feelings of how what their experiences have been in the last few months. So yeah. that's mm. what I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, just I just had another thought mm. um, in terms of that you know self sacrifice. I, I think like a really practical example could be just in our, in us thinking about how we gather back together again yep. um, in our community groups would be a great example of where some of us might be able to physically gather but others can't and mm. so we we can love each other by giving up um that sort of opportunity of meeting together to love those who can't yet so mm. even something as simple as that yeah and can be very loving yeah yeah 100 yeah. yeah. yeah, and that's that's what i think Th- this type of love is a it's a to love one another in this way is really to get your hands dirty yeah. You, you can't, can't you can't keep your hands clean in this in this way. Um, it's to get in and to to really just do it. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's the important thing. And there are lots of reasons why we should love one another. Uh, not only is it you know God gives us that uh, example, but also that, you know the, God's very nature is in us. But also that um, and not only too, it helps people. It, it, it helps people to prosper and to to have better lives and all those sorts of things. But also what we find here in verse 12, that, um, that we actually see something else that's really, that, that flows out of this. Let me have a look. Let's have a look. Verse 12, where it says, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Now, I don't know about you, I've, I've had lots of people tell me over the, over the years, um, just, just show me God. And I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if I could see him, then I would believe what you're saying is real. Oh, uh, I, I really would love to be able to say to someone when they say that. I don't want to do this next time someone says this. And say, you want to see God? Come to church. Mm-hmm. You want to see God? Come to Bible study. You want to see God? Come and hang out with my, my Christian friends. Do you want to see God? Let's, let's hang out and let's talk together. Why? Because when we love one another, I think we show God. People see God at work in our lives in the way that we love one another. We can actually put God front and centre in the way that we relate with one another. When we love one another, we show others God. We show who he is. We show his nature. We show his love, his great love for us. It's almost like the, the circuit is, has been completed when we love one another. God loves us and then we love in return. It's this beautiful kind of closed circuit i guess yeah. and so the importance then is that we reflect god's love as we love others is that the that the fact that we loved god's nature of love is in us it is not just supposed to stay inside it's supposed to flow out of us into the lives of other people it's not one of those things that have been uh, to be kept to ourselves i've used this illustration before and i'm sorry it's a bit of a gross one but um, i really love garlic bread <laughs> and I can overdo it on the garlic bread. And uh, I remember one night uh, having a lot of garlic bread before going to church and people were not wanting to sit next to me because the garlic started to ooze, like kind of like, yeah, it was kind of really oozing out of my pores. Like you could smell it. Like I smelled <laughs> like garlic. It was kind of pretty bad. Um, but, you know, given the, uh, the odour of garlic aside, but that is what uh, God's love is like for us it is to be for us it is just supposed to ooze out of us. it's supposed to just come out of every part of who we are i know it's a silly illustration i can't think of any better but it's just it's supposed to just flow out of us it's supposed to just be naturally uh, coming from within us because we have god's nature we 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 know love and we are to share that love with others and one of the things too is we do need to remind each other uh, regularly of this love that god has for us that love that we saw in verses 9 and 10 that when we we hear it that we will uh 
that we will pray or we will, we will rejoice because what can happen is that our hearts can become hard or joyless or loveless. And when we hear and are reminded of God's love for us, that is to, to melt our hearts, to kickstart our hearts, it's to revive our hearts so that we may love God and love others. It is to be uh, almost like um, that, that first sip of water when you're dehydrated. It kind of revitalizes our bodies. And unfortunately, sometimes the, the weight and the heaviness of life and the struggles that we go through, our lives can feel a little bit hard and joyless and loveless. But to hear of God's love is to revitalize our souls, revitalize our hearts so that we may go out and love one another. To do that because, verse 19, because we were first loved by him. And so that we know this love and we live out this love so that verse 20 won't be true of us, where it says, whoever claims to love God hates his brother or sister. Sorry, I'll say that again. Whoever, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. So it's important for us to be reminded of this so that we may live out this love towards those around us so we demonstrate that God is alive and active in our lives. But there are times where we will feel that it is hard, it is difficult to do so. But we need to be constantly reminding each other. We have, and it's been hard, we haven't been physically around each other at church and there can be a little bit of out of sight, out of mind and we've forgotten people. We've forgotten to love them. We've forgotten that they need love just as much as we do. We need to love those that we see and those who we used to see and haven't seen for a bit so that we show that we, are, that we love a God who is unseen, but a God that is fully known, a God who is, even though he's not physically seen, is fully on display when we love one another. And so I want to encourage us today to to really uh, think creatively encourage one another to do this to love one another as God has loved us I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask these guys questions actually I haven't asked them yet <laughs> so you'll see how we go with this so let me pray and then I'll ask them this question uh, dear God we thank you for your word Father we thank you for this encouragement to love one another Father we thank you that you have given us your spirit that is in us that is transforming and renewing us your love is in us, and Father, we pray that we would share your love with others so that we may be a blessing to them and that we may show that you are real and true and awesome and mighty. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As I said, our God is a good God, but there are sometimes there are things that make it hard for us uh, to love others. And I just thought I'd throw to these guys and ask them if they could think of anything or uh, situations or times in life where it can be hard to love other people. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad you've got an answer. <laughs> um, it was interesting. We were talking about this in um, a Bible study group over the last couple of weeks that, um, that, that, you know, that phenomena that when you first meet somebody, there might be that thing that bugs you a bit about them. Um, and, you know, you might be a bit intolerant of it, but the more that you get to know them, the less that you notice that mm. thing. And I think in families we see it all the time too. And so I, I guess I'm not sharing a situation where it's hard to love someone, but I think the antidote to it is to get close to them because yeah. it helps us to 
see so much more of them and to be able to love despite, you know, and we know that we all have our own stuff that is going to annoy people. But I don't know, sometimes I think there's just personalities that clash or things that annoy you, Mm. you know. Um, I'll I'll use a personal example, you know, Anthony's a a big knee shaker. Mm -hmm. It's just like, stop. (laughs) So it can be some silly thing like that that just bugs you. Um, But, yeah, I think the more that we um, take seriously the need to be in relationship with one another, get to know each other, do life together, Mm. that stuff becomes insignificant and we don't even notice it. Yeah. 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 That probably didn't answer your question. No, no, that was good. I think that's helpful. So you just got to push through the barriers sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Some um, when you were uh, doing the sermon prior, I thought uh, I was reminded of the the Matthew twenty two thirty seven to forty verse that we really love here at Sorrel Bible, which mm. we, we talk a lot about, and it says, um, "Jesus replied, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it: love your neighbors as yourself." All the law and prophets hang on to these two commandments. And then in answering this question, I, I would say that I've not been very good at loving people that it, maybe I sometimes find hard to love. Mm. And I think I've been improving a little bit in the last few years. But um, just when you read that verse and what you were talking about, it's like, and we've talked about, again, that impact of what Jesus did on the cross. It's mm. like, is it really that hard? Yeah. You mm. know, and... and, and I, if, if there are people that we find it difficult to be around, it's just they might just need your five minutes. And we're talking about being self-sacrificial. They might just need five or ten minutes just to be heard. Mm. Or I think, like you said, just spend a little bit of time with them. Mm. Not we, we probably don't – the people that are hard to love, we probably don't spend a lot of time with them mm. to compare to the people that we do love. Mm. And I think in contrast to what you're saying, like with Anthony – there's probably a reason why God says we should only marry one person because, like, it's a it's a sanctification <laughs> yeah, and it's a sanctification process. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, if we were like had to spend that much time with everyone else, we'd probably it'd be very very difficult as a sinful yeah. sinful people. But um, I'm not really sure where I'm going with that. But I just think that it's it's hard. But is it really hard in comparison to what Jesus did on the cross? Yeah. And there's only one person that could have done it, and that's God, right? Yeah. And we, we can't do that, but we can do a very, <laughs> like a far further down the scale version of what Jesus has done mm. um, because he's, he takes all of us in. It's like, well, we can at least do this very minor thing, which is difficult for us, but I think that's where I'm trying to head with that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think that's, I think that's helpful. And I think... Um, I think one of the things can be too that we, uh, as, I, as I said before, kind of that out of sight, out of mind uh, idea is that there are things that are going on and people around the world and around our, just our area that we don't know, uh, we don't see, we don't know what they need. Um, and so therefore, you know, there are a lot of people who need love um, and there are things that we can do as a church to love others, but there's also a lot of stuff that we can do as individuals to love those around us. Um, and I guess the, la- the last that I've always found the times difficult to love others is when I've lost connection with a source of love. Mm. When I'm not praying or reading, um, I feel like at that point, I feel like a bit like a, a fish out of water. I've got, I don't have that thing that I need uh, for the oxygen to, to keep going. Yeah. Um, and I end up struggling for breath. And so I think those times where I feel like I'm disconnected from the source of love, I think that's the time where I find probably most difficult I think, mm. um, and so that's why I think it's, encar- it's important for us to encourage each other to mm. keep being, mm. like, 
you know, how many times do we hear of, of the death and resurrection of Jesus? You know, here, at least every Easter and all, you know, almost every sermon. Mm. Why do we do that? Why do we talk about it? Because it is so important and it is such a demonstration of God's love for us. Mm. And we need to be reminded of it constantly. Mm. So, yeah. So anyway. No, fantastic, man. Thank you so much for that. Um, we appreciate you taking the time to prepare and to do those questions and do it in a slightly different way to the way you usually do sermons. So thank you. Um, I hope you, you at home have been encouraged by that as well. Um, as Jai has been saying, uh, God's demonstrated his love for us by having Jesus die on the cross for us. So we can be encouraged to demonstrate that love to others. So I um, hope you've found that really encouraging. Um, thank you very much, John. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back very soon.
time to wrap up the gathering it's been great to have you along with us it's also been great to have joy and karen on the panel together um because uh, karen you haven't been able to come up to kirui recently so that's been awesome no, not in the right lga <laughs> no that's right well you can now which I is fantastic yeah. um we've got a few things happening on at church where first of all we're getting ready to open up again and be have physical gatherings but there's also some other things going on do you want yeah, to enlighten us we've got um a berea deep dive which is really just a a time to to dig a little bit more deeply into the topic and this we're doing it on 1 John mm. 4. So what the sermon's been on today, we're gonna. if you're interested in thinking it through a little bit more, digging a little bit deeper into that stuff, you can register. There's a link in the newsletter and we'd love to have you there. If you forget to register, the details are in the event on Pulse. You can just jump on on Wednesday night. It's on Wednesday night. This Wednesday um, coming. Yeah, so if you're in a community group and you'd like to come along as a group, awesome. Uh, the leaders can have a bit of a night off and, and just participate in learning together. But it'd be, yeah, it'd be really great to be doing it as we, you know, all together as a church. So. Yeah, and that's what what be time's that? It's on Wednesday night at 7.30 yeah, on awesome. Zoom. And those deep dives are going to be an ongoing thing yeah, for us too. We'll be, yeah, we'll try and do them at least for every um, sermon series, mm, but mm. also on other topics that, um, that we, you know, think... It, for example, the survey that we did recently, there was a whole lot of wonderful um, feedback around sermon topics. So we'll probably pick up a few of those to do mm. some deep dives on. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Thank yeah. you. Uh, something else that's coming up, guys, is the Shock Absorber Conference. Now, that is going to be on the 30th of October. So this month, uh, you only need to register. It's completely free if you're interested in coming to, to coming along. It's going to be online. Uh, you can just go to shockabsorber.com.au and just um, click the register link and you just have to put in your name and your email and then you'll be sent the Zoom details, which is what it's going to be held on. So if you're interested in understanding intergenerational ministry more, uh, how we see 
the way that we do church and why we do church in that way and why we think it's important. I really encourage you to get along to that and to find out more about it. We've had quite a few interesting people say that they're interested in joining through um, Stu's PhD work, so that's really exciting. Um, Talking of podcasts, struggles or podcasts, but Jai, you were uh, on the recording we did today. Yes. We did on Aboriginal ministry. Yep. And we just had one with um, Leone, which is the one currently, but yeah. how, did you enjoy yourself? Did you have uh, It was good. I, was, I think it's the second one. I was on one a lot earlier yep. in the piece. Um, so a little bit different this time around, which was good. I enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, but I encourage you uh, to jump on the Shock Absorber podcast or the Chip Lunch podcast or both, even better. Uh, you can listen to one walk in one direction and the other <laughs> on the way back. You know, it's, I think it's, it's a win-win, really. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, the, uh, the latest Chip Lunch episode is with Amanda McCall, which is a very exciting one, and hearing her story, um, how she became a Christian and um, growing up as a Christian. And the latest Shock Absorber that is out right now, prior to... Jai's episode coming out. It's <laughs> not just is, um, episode. <laughs> yeah, but it's um, our wonderful uh, warden, Leonie Stanfield, who's talking yeah. about parachurch ministry, including university ministry and also sports chaplaincy. So that's a, that was a really interesting episode mm. I, in a perspective that I hadn't had before. So check those out. They're on YouTube and also on any podcast app that you have. Uh, we really appreciate your time and uh, spending, spending it this Sunday with us. So thank you very much. But as always, we like to finish with a one way. Wow. The whole idea of um, sports chaplaincy is to actually um, enable there to be chaplains for local clubs. It's not just elite sport. It's not just the the professionals, um, but it's actually at a local level because that's where there are sporting communities. And, you know, everywhere there's a community of people, then it's helpful for us um, if we want to be part of that community, particularly if we're already part of that community, why not... um, see that as an opportunity to have an influence, you know, to be, um, to be serving them, you know. And, and to me, sports chaplaincy is, is absolutely um, uh, an extension of the way we serve.